0: Good morning everybody and welcome to episode 38 of the Ask the Coach show. I'm Jeff Plum and with me as always is Super Coach Alois Rosario. Welcome Alois.
1: Morning Jeff. Very warm night last night here in Melbourne. So uh, It was very warm, wasn't it? Did you get much sleep? No, no. It was up bright and early this morning, 3am okay, I reckon. Well I
0: hope you're still sharp to answer these questions no. we've got today.
1: We've got some good ones. I'll be even sharper because I've been awake for so long.
0: Okay, that is excellent. Well, the first thing, Alois, we have to do is talk about um, the skiller's question from Friday.
1: Yes, we do. We do
0: indeed. So we always try and um, talk about um, the question for people and the question was, um, can your club survive without volunteers? So I think this is going to be a pretty easy question to answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think, yeah, I mean, volunteers are so vital for um, for our our clubs, especially. I mean, there's not a lot of clubs out there that that operate on a professional basis where they are employing people. I mean, there are a couple. But in most cases, um, the clubs rely on their volunteers to, to operate and to run. Um, and I think, you know, often often in clubs there's only a couple of volunteers that really do a bulk of the work. You know, there's probably only uh, one, two, or three people that, that really um, make each club run. So, you know, probably um, I, I think, you know, what you guys out there need to focus on is just seeing who actually does your work, and maybe just seeing if you can give them an hour of your time every now and then. And if you can, great, because that will make a big difference to how the club uh, club runs and operates.
0: Great. Excellent suggestion. Yeah, there. Alois, yeah. It is always helpful um, to the volunteers doing all the work if you can help out a little. So great suggestion. All right. That brings us on to today's Ping Skillers question, which is, should edge balls be ruled as out? Uh, that's an interesting question, Alois. Um What made you think of that question?
1: Well, yeah, we did get a we did get a comment um, on our ask the coach from um, from someone so um, yeah there's there's already some interesting thoughts on there, but yeah, it'd be really good to hear your thoughts and see your thoughts um, here and just see what you think about that. It's an interesting idea
0: indeed, all right well, um Alois, let's just test how sharp you are with the first question of the day. Okay, it's from Dimmer. And Dimmer says, I have a question about short pushing. Is there a difference uh for doing a short push compared to a long push? And if so, how does it differ?
1: Yeah, so Dimmer, the, the basic the basic um technique is the same. So we're thinking about using um a nice open bat. I'm just gonna get rid of my um name down there. You don't need to know who I am anymore. Um, okay. um have a nice open bat when you're pushing and um, so that when you push through you are generating a little bit of backspin yourself so for the longer push the stroke becomes a little bit longer and you push the bat out towards where you want the ball to go for the short push there's a couple of differences one you need to get the ball as early as possible off the bounce so by getting the ball early off the bounce you're also getting it closer to the net and that means that you can touch the ball um, closer onto the other person's side of the table as well. If you hit the ball from back here, it's difficult to get the ball short on the other side, so get up really close, get it as close as you can to the bounce, and then you'll um, it'll help you to be able to get that ball shorter. The other thing, is, and this is a really common one, that you don't need to push very much forward, or you don't have to have a lot of forward momentum with your racket when you're when you're doing the short push. It's almost like you're just providing the angle of the racket and let the speed of the ball hit the racket and go back on the table you might need a little bit of push this way and that way just to get it over but first try just putting your racket to the ball and allowing the ball to hit the bat and just see how far it goes just by doing that so um, it's a difficult thing to do because our and, and natural reaction is when the ball comes and touches their bat we want, to, we want to do that and push forward on it and that's why the ball often goes long so short push get it as early as you can and don't use too much forward momentum.
0: Okay. Good tips, Alois. All right, Demar, get out there, try those tips and see if it helps you with your short push. Uh, we also have a couple of lessons on pushing, which I'll put in the notes to this show. Okay. Now we have a question from Ogas, And Ogaz says, during the rally I think he's talking about, he holds the bat like he does for a pendulum serve. Um, But when he does that, he can't hit the ball with the backhand, and if he holds the bat the normal way, he's not so good with
1: his forehand. So how can he change this, Alois, and what should he do? Yeah. So so firstly, August, um, make sure that after you serve with the pendulum serve with the modified grip, so these three fingers um, behind the handle, as soon as you serve, get back to the normal grip, okay? You really need to have that. Um, normal grip if you're going to play with the shake hand grip so you're saying that um, the the backhand becomes difficult um, with the pinhole grip certainly does so that's why you need to have that normal grip for the forehand you don't need to squeeze the back too tight maybe that's what you're doing maybe you've got um, too tight a grip once you tighten your grip it's hard to um, use your wrist in your hand so keep your hand a little bit more relaxed so that you can can um, still angle the bat correctly when you're playing the forehand if it's tight you're going to tend to play a lot of forehands across the table and off the side of the table so keep it nice and relaxed so that you can hit the ball into the direction that you want to so give that a go August um, that's um, yeah but but mainly, really, you do need to get that correct grip on the racket um for the rally as well,
0: okay, so I guess alloys with the grips there's really the penhole and the shake hand that are the main grips, and they've been tested over time, so I guess it makes sense to to use those um correct grips
1: it does, yeah, um it does get tested over time, but um there's another, there's another thought that we can start to think about maybe later on, okay. Is this a suitable grip for table tennis? And we can, uh, we can examine that in, uh, in future shows.
0: Okay, excellent. All right, Alois, let's move on. Antonius has a question for us, and he says, I'm just wondering how does a pen holder
1: play as a defender? I don't see many pen holders defending. Yeah, penholders uh, in general, um, uh, or, or sorry, defenders don't usually use the penhold grip. The the penhold grip you can't get as much reach. So with the shake hand grip, you can reach a little bit further, and that's that's an important aspect of uh, when you're defending because especially when you're back away from the table, you need good reach to be able to to get the the wider distances. Um, the other thing is with the penhold the backhand chop becomes very difficult. The forehand chop's not so bad. The backhand chop becomes difficult. And again, um, it's a limited reach out there on the backhand side. So that's why uh, you'll find that most defenders will use the shake hand grip. There are a couple um, of defenders that have used the pinhole grip and reasonably successfully, but um, yeah, they're a rare commodity. So if you think about defending, you're better off just going with the shake hand grip.
0: Yeah, so I guess the only, you know, if you are a defensive player is to actually stay up close to the table and defend using a block, I guess, would be the only way with a pen hold.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean blocking's alright, blocking's all but yes, when you when you start to think about um, chopping um, and covering a bigger distance when you're back away from the table, yeah, then, then you're better off with a shake hand grip for sure. Okay,
0: excellent. All right, thanks for the question, Antonius. All right, next is a question from Salman, and Salman asks, "I have a game coming up where my opponent has a very strong forehand loop, and he even tries to pivot. His weakness is his backhand. Okay, so do you have any tips or advice on how I can tackle this opponent?"
1: Yeah, certainly do, Salman. So this is um, this is something that you can really start to play on. So Often, often I see that um, players that have got really strong forehands do like to pivot and play around from their backhand corner, and they're actually stronger at playing their forehand from their backhand corner because they've had to do that so much um, in their in their playing career because everyone plays the ball into their backhand side, so they get really good at pivoting and making the forehand from the backhand corner. But often they're not as strong playing their forehand from the forehand corner. So that's the first thing. Think about maybe pushing the ball out wide to their forehand first and getting them to to, um, to utilize their forehand from there. The other thing that that does is that when you move them out wide onto their forehand it then exposes their backhand side so then to recover they need to come back and play a backhand on the next ball. So, so often if a player is strong on, with, on the forehand side and weaker on the backhand, try going wide out to their forehand first and then going into their backhand on the next ball. So that's a really sound match strategy.
0: Okay, that sounds good, Alois. So should we try that on every point or are they going to start to get used to us playing out wide to the forehand?
1: Yeah, no, certainly certainly not every point. So yeah, with with all tactics tactics you need to vary it a little bit but that's a really a good basic strategy says go out there wide to the forehand first sometimes then you'll see that they will start to creep over a little bit and start to be ready for that wider forehand so that's when you need to start to change tactics play the first ball to their backhand so then after that they'll start creeping around here again and that's when you go back um, wide to their forehand so Tactics are a lot about being aware of what your opponents doing each point and um, just adjusting each point to to what you see that, that they're up to. So in this in this situation, really watch carefully and you'll, you'll start to notice if they just start to creep around on the return of serve or after they serve, they'll take up this position rather than a more um, uh, square on position to, to be ready for that wide forehand.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's a very interesting point, Alice, and I can see from your answer here that tactics are important. There's a few basic things you can learn about each opponent uh, that can make a big difference in your game. And um, we do have the ping skills vault to record your tactics against your opponent, so if you're not using that, make sure you start um, and put in your tactics against each player. So Salman, uh, go in, create an opponent for this guy, and write your tactics there, and then you can revise them. And just a little bit of thinking along those lines, allies against each different player, can make a huge difference, can't it?
1: Yeah, it makes it makes a big difference um, in the end result. You know, like in, if if you're always pushing to their backhand corner and they're good at it, then you're not exposing their their weaknesses. So that's where, if you do find that little weakness. Make sure you go to the bolt, write it down because the next time you play them, you, don't, you won't have to work it all out again. You've already got it there, you can check it up, uh-huh, the last time I played against Jeff, this is what I did, um, and you can start with those tactics straight away.
0: Excellent. All right. Well, great question Selman, and um, try out those uh, little tactics and let us know how you go. All right. Well, that wraps up another show. Thanks everyone for watching. Make sure you check out our website, www.pingskills.com, and sign up for our free
1: newsletter. All right. Thank you, Alois. Okay. Thanks, Jeff. Have a great day, Skillers.